This message is brought to you by the ministry of Center of Life Church, Etobicoke, Canada, where life is worth living with Jesus. We believe that you will be empowered and your life transformed through the true word of God. Be blessed as you listen. So we'll personalize it. I want us to say it to ourselves. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. There's a connection between our mouth and our heart when we say something. Lastly, I want us to just emphasize it. I am blessed. Amen. This year, our theme is um, the year of the blessing. Let's project um, the scripture for the year, Proverbs 10.22. If we can, we're going to look at it in different um, versions, NKJV, Message, Amplified, TLB. So we'll just take it like that. So NKJV says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. So another version. We have to kind of speed it up. NLT, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow to it. God's blessings makes life rich. Nothing we do can improve on God. I want us to just note all of us. The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Neither does the toiling increase it. Okay, TLB, I think there should be one more. Okay, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. So we'll just do TLB as the last one, if we have that. Okay, it is well. The, bless, the Lord's blessing enriches and struggle adds nothing to it. Okay, we're good. So I guess that's, we understand what the blessing is. What God was just, uh, the Holy Spirit was ministering as the Father was, you know, just revealed it is like, we are blessed. And there's nothing, nothing we can do about it. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. And there's nothing circumstance can do about it. There's nothing situations can do about it. We are blessed. Once again, just say, I am blessed. God has ordained us as his covenant children. The day you say, Father, I give my life to you. It's already settled that fact that you are my child. I'm re- you've related, you've submitted to me, you've yielded yourself to me. You are my child. And from that moment, from that moment, the covenant of the blessing rests upon us. And it has nothing to do, our feelings, our emotions, our, nothing, as we've read. And that's why when, uh, we went through all the different versions. No toiling, no struggle. Nothing changes what God has already said and is already determined about us. We are blessed. And I just want us to, I just want to kind of go over, because as I was just, you know, um, just meditating on this, you know, God was just emphasizing that, do you understand my integrity? Do you know who I am? Do, Do my people fully understand. Yes, in our head we know, but in our heart, do we fully know who God is? And we'll just go through um, some scriptures as well, just to see. Let's look at Numbers 22, 9 to 12. This is my glasses, but I think it'll be faster and easier for me. <laughs> says, then God came to Balaam and said, who are these men with you? 
So Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent me, saying, Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I'll be able to overpower them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So the children of Israel, they've been through ups and downs. We know the story. 400 years in toiling, whatever, but it didn't change the fact that they are blessed. And God just emphasized that. They cannot be touched. You can't curse these ones. You can't touch these ones. And we know that we represent Israel, this present-day Israel. We are the children of Israel. So it doesn't matter what somebody has done. I know that for some people, our backgrounds, there are a lot of generational issues. But because you are now a covenant child of God, you are blessed. The blessing overrules the curse. And that was what God was just saying. The year is coming to an end. It's normal, it's natural. We're taking stock of how the year has gone. And it's like, maybe this is just enough for me. No, 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 no. And I believe that's why God is, gave us the 13th month, the bonus month. No, you are blessed. Says you cannot be cursed. There's no reason to fret. There's no reason, you know, for us to think through. The enemy will bombard us with different thoughts. It's normal. That is, that is, that is who he is. He just sends the thoughts. But it's up to us to hold on to that thought. Let's look at number 23. Numbers 23, verse 8. And then we'll go to 11 and 12. It says, How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? Then Balak said to Balaam, what have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies, and look, you have blessed them bountifully. So he answered and said, must I not take it to speak what the Lord has put in my mouth? It doesn't matter what anybody is saying, how they are gathering. It doesn't matter whether a place of work, whether spiritually, whichever way. Whatever is supposed to come out as a curse comes out as a blessing. So as we go out, you know, there's, 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 um, there's what somebody was ministering sometimes. He was saying something about like oil on you, the oil, the anointing oil that, you know, when you put oil on something, what does it do? Anything that comes, it just slips off. So that's how it is with the curse. It slips away. It can't do anything to us. Our God is a God of integrity. Let's look at um, 19, verse 19 and 20 as well. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, will he not make it good? 20. Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. The blessing cannot be reversed. It doesn't matter how it looks. The enemy would only always, always, always just try. Because all he has to do is just get into our mind. It's, you know, we've had the battlefield of the mind. Because once they are, can capture the person's mind and make them believe, that's what becomes a stronghold. And then we hold on to that wrong belief. And that's all he needs. But as long as we stay in the word of God, as long as we're exposed to what God says, and we know and understand who we are, 
then we know that Satan, <laughs> it does not matter. This is not who I am. You are just trying to paint a picture of who you think I should be. That doesn't represent me at all. We sing the song, I am who God says I am. Who does God say you are? That is it. I am blessed. And that was why God, oh, the Holy Spirit was just saying to me when I was trying to think, he says, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. So we know who we are. That's what God wants. Just tell my people, just know who you are. Every other thing will fall in place. Let's look at Isaiah 55, 10 to 9, 11. This is just talking about the integrity of our God. Isaiah 55, 10. It says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, then it shall give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I've sent it. Again, the Lord says, you are blessed. Can you say to yourself, Lord, I thank you. I am blessed. I am blessed. The word cannot go back. It says it cannot go back. It must accomplish what I please. He has declared it concerning you. He has declared it concerning me. We are blessed. It cannot be reversed. Nothing can change it. It's only in our thoughts, which is a lie of the enemy. But it still doesn't change who we are. Amen. Let's look at Psalm 89, 33 and 34. Like my pastor, I'm still laying the foundation. But you know when the foundation is laid, the building goes faster. So let's lay the foundation, then we'll move off. <laughs> it says, nevertheless, my loving kindness, I will not utterly take from him, not allow my faithfulness to fail. He's talking about David here. says, my covenant, I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. I just want us to hold on to all the scriptures. That's why I said I have to lay the foundation. So we understand where God is coming from. That I have done it. I have said it. I have settled it. On my path, you are blessed. All I see is blessed people. Flourishing people. Thriving people. Blossoming in every area. Showing forth my glory. Radiating my light. So every other picture or whatever the enemy is trying to is counterfeit. That's not who you are. That doesn't represent who God has called and chosen you to be. So this morning, just hold on to that. Hold on to that. I'm blessed. There's a song that they say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day of my life, I am blessed. I'm not singing, I'm saying it. <laughs> you know why <laughs> when I wake up in the morning I am blessed when I lay my head to rest I am blessed every day of my life I am blessed amen, amen. and God took time to work on this blessing for us not the blessings because when you are blessed the blessings will follow you and like I said, I'll just go back a bit so that we have the foundation of how we are blessed and where the blessing came from. Let's look at 
God started this covenant through Abraham. Let's look at Genesis 15, 1 to 6. I'll go very fast. It won't take too much time so that we'll finish in time. So pastor will know that I follow. Okay, it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. Abraham, I'm your shield and your exceedingly great reward. All of this word that God spoke to Abraham, they're for us now. So just hold on to it. Don't say it's the Bible, something that was in the past. No, no, no. It's for us now. That's why it's in the Bible. It says, but, and Abraham said, Lord, God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my eyes, of my house, Eliza of Damascus? Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, no one, no, indeed one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards heaven and count the stars. If you're able to number them, then he said to him, so shall your descendants be six. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. So that's one of the things that God used to hold. Abraham trusted God all the way. Are we trusting God? God said it. Nobody, your own hair will come from your body. And we know Abraham's story. Let's look at Genesis 18, verse 5 and 6. Eighteen. Okay, that means I've next to. Let's look at 17. Genesis 17, 1 to 9. There's something I'm trying to bring us. 17, 1 to 9. Says when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and you will multiply exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. And I will give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generation. I believe the Lord showed up to Abraham again because he was already, you know, his mind was like this. And it was re-emphasizing the covenant. I have made a covenant with you. I will not break my covenant. Amen? And that's what God, I believe that's what, that's why today, the 1st of December, he wants to remind us, you are my covenant children. I'm a covenant-keeping God. The covenant I've made with each one of you, I will not alter it. I will not go back on my covenant. I have spoken it, and it will come to pass. So he wants us to hold on to that. And let's just look at the, Abraham's generation. He promised that he and his descendants, they will be settled. They are blessed. Let's look at Isaac, Genesis 26. We'll just look at verse 3 to 5. 
He says, dwell in this land. He was talking to Isaac. And I'll be with you and, your, and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all this land. I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all this land and your seed. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So just like he did for David, we saw David in um, Psalm 89, that I will continually, somebody from you will always be on the throne. It's the same thing with Abraham. And he said it and he repeated it with Isaac. Let's look at 23. Verse 23. No, Genesis. Okay. Okay, let's leave that. And I think, let's go to Genesis 27. I want us to look at Jacob. Genesis 27, 28 to 29. It says, therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. That is Isaac blessing Jacob. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren. Let your mother's sons bow down to you. Curse be anyone, everyone who curses you and bless be everyone who bless you. Amen. Okay, then let's look at verse 28. I'm sorry, chapter 28, 3 to 4. Chapter 28, 3 to 4. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you. Then you, that you may be uh, an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with it, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger which God gave to Abraham. Can you see the continuity? Um, Verse 13 to 15. Same 28, 13 to 15. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. And also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. So we can see that God didn't go back on his word. And um, I won't go to it, but we go to, um, we look at um, Genesis 39. We see the same thing with Joseph. The same thing. I'm not going to go into that. But he emphasized everything. And if we look at um, Psalm 105, let's look at Psalm 105 from verse 8. I won't read everything, but I just want us to see that God doesn't forget anything he said. He says he remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations. If you go back and do your own study, I'm not going to go into because of a time, but you will read through, and he just summarized everything from Abraham all the way to Joseph. What he said, that I have spoken it, it is settled. From my part, I have settled it. You are settled concerning every area of your life. I have settled it. It's just for us to understand that we are blessed, it is ours, and we hold on to it. The children of Israel, they were in bondage for 400 years because they had been said because of what they did. And um, I wouldn't have time to go back into that. But at the end of it, if we looked at the scripture we read, he told, he told Abraham, he said, you keep your own part of the covenant. I'm faithful. But you must keep your own part of the covenant. 
the children of Israel rebelled, and because of that, they were in bondage for 400 years. But it was supposed to be 400 years, but they were actually in bondage for 430 years because they didn't know. So we are blessed, and not knowing, and not understanding it, and not receiving it does not change what God has done. And that's why God is bringing it to our remembrance this morning. We are blessed. So there's nothing any man can come say or do. Let's look at how we passed it on to us through Jesus Christ. Genesis, um, sorry, Galatians 3, 16 to 18. Then 26 to 31, but 16 to 18. It says, now to Abraham and his seed where the promise is made. It does not say unto the seeds as many, but of one. And to your seed, which is Christ. This I say that the law which was 430 years later cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise, but God gave to Abraham by promise. Then 26 to 31. For you are, you are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Who is you? Me. Okay. For as many of you, me, as were baptized into Christ, have been put on, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And heirs according to to the promise, Selah, settled, think about it, meditate on it, as the year comes to an end, as we go into a new decade, who are you, when they ask you who are you, I'm blessed of the Lord, I am blessed and highly favored, so what God wants us to focus on is like, knowing who we are, in Christ Jesus, that we are blessed children of a covenant-keeping God. So that means we're covenant children of a covenant-keeping God. He has settled it. He has told us that we are Christ. We are Abraham's seed. So all of, that's why I go back to all those words he said to Abraham and personalize it. Because you have told me I'm Abraham's seed. And yes, according to the promise. So this promise is mine as well. I receive it in this present day. I hold on to it regardless of what I see or what is happening. And everyone, and one thing, as I was meditating as well, the Holy Spirit was now saying, all of us people that were mentioned, from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to Joseph to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, tell me who had no challenge. Do we want to go through each, each one of their challenges? We've not even seen a tiny bit of what they are faced we look at Abraham, he faced contention with his um, nephew, Lot. He faced battles. He was childless for, we can calculate the year from when God gave him the promise and when he actually had the baby. But he didn't change the blessing. And that was why God came back again and emphasized the heir that is going to come is from your own body. You and Sarah can plan all sorts of things. But that's not the seed I'm going to give you. He emphasized it. So you can do whatever you want. And that's where we say battlefield of the mind. He went through a lot of battles. We look at Isaac in Genesis 26. It's a long one. 
But he tried and tried, and there was contention. He turned this way, dug the well, they fought him. Dug that well, they fought him. Dug this well, they fought him. He faced contentions. He faced battles. But at the end of it all, the blessing, let's look at um, Genesis 26 from 16, just to see. He was rejected. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. Isaac dug again the wells of the water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistines had stopped them at the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of water running there. But the headsmen of Gara quarreled with Isaac's headsmen, saying, the water is ours. So he called the name of the well Isaac because they quarreled with him. I just want to pause there. Just picture this day. It might be your job. It might be family issues. It might be whatever it is. And you think nothing can come out of this. Everything that I try to do, nothing seems to be working. God, if we had looked at um, Genesis from the beginning, um, 26 from the beginning, God told Isaac, stay in this land, don't move. Because he was trying to say something, and I believe that message is for somebody as this year is going to an end and we're entering a new decade. The, it says don't go to Egypt. It could, Egypt could represent a location. It could represent, maybe God, is, you've been in this line concerning your career, and you just think every other person is making it in this line. But you know, you know that this is where God really said, I should stay. And he's saying, it's not you changing location that makes the difference. It's my blessing. And because you carry the blessing, guess what? You'll be challenged. There are people that will challenge you. They see what you don't see. They know what you don't know. The devil has a glimpse. He doesn't fully understand. And all he wants to do is if only I can just derail this person. That's all I need. That's all the devil. He doesn't have any weapon, nothing. All he just do is distract, derail. We will not be derailed in Jesus' name. We will not be distracted in Jesus' name. Our children will not be derailed in Jesus' name. They will not be distracted. We will fulfill God's purpose in the name of Jesus. And that's all he tried to do. But because Isaac understood the covenant, he's seen his father go through that. He stood. Let's go, to, let's go on. Verse 21. He says they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. Every year I come, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, nothing is happening. <clears throat> Don't give up. Let's look at 22. And he moved from there and dug another well. They did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth because he said, From now, for now, the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. The Lord has brought us into this land. We will be fruitful in this land. We will dominate, we will multiply, we will enlarge, we will expand. You will see that Isaac did not even bat an eyelid. He did not try to prove himself. He did not fight. 
Once they contend, he moves on. Because he knows what is in me is greater than what you guys are fighting over. So if we have that understanding, we'll stop fighting some fire battles that is not ours to fight. When God says, I will fight for you, he means it. When he says, I will vindicate you, he means it. It's not just a word, a cliche like our pastor says. He means it. And if we go down, I'm not going to because of time, but you will see that the same Abimelech came back to him and said, can you make a covenant with us? We see that you carry the blessing. That is not about you. Without you, we see that your presence is what makes us blessed. And the same thing we see with um, Jacob. I'm not going to go into that. He spent so many years working for his um, uncle, Laban. And his uncle cheated him, just made him work and work and didn't give him the wages he was supposed to get. 14 years and beyond. And when Laban now decided, I want to move on. His uncle and his sons, they now connived. Go and read it to yourself. It's good to study the Bible. The Lord will show you more revelation. Um, Genesis 34, so we can know that and go and study that. Genesis 34, 35. But after they connived and did all of that, they now said they were going to give him the cattle. That he was the one. He was the one that bred all that, brought up all these cattle, that took care of them, that whatever. They now said they were going to give him the skinny, the ones that said no problem. And God gave Jacob an idea. When the fat ones, the very um, good ones come, he says, Jacob now said, anyone that is spotted and speckled, let them be mine. And he will put a stick and put the streaks and the, I just believe it's a, a divine idea. When you stay, we go. When the blessing, ideas will come. It doesn't matter what they, because it's inside of you. They can't fight it. And each time they give birth, the fatter, the, the flourish, the big ones, they give birth to the ones that are supposed to go to Jacob. Now they cannot say, no, it's not yours. And so by, at the end of the day, Jacob had more than they did. There's nothing you do. The Lord himself, like he told Abraham, I'm your exceedingly great reward. He will reward you. Stop fighting with man. Because man is just who they are. Limited. And man will go back on their word, no matter what the promise is. And when Jacob was trying to leave, because he was scared that, you know, they might want to attack him or whatever. And he was trying to leave. leave. And Laban's sons went to tell him, uh, he had already gone, I think, about two days. And he was going to go after. God appeared to Jacob, um, to Laban and said, if you touch Jacob, if you touch him, <laughs> go and read the Bible and see how God shielded and protected his own. And you think he will not protect us? Even with Abraham, when he lied about Sarah being his sister and Abimelech, took, he went appeared to Abimelech, said, you're a dead man. It's only because you've been a good person I've not allowed you to touch her. God shields and protects. It's blessing. It's a wall around us. The blessing is so, it's not just, I need a house, I need a car. Those ones will come. They, they, you, if you look, read the uh, um, Genesis, go and read Abraham. After he lied, Abimelech said, go, go, go. What do you want? Cattles, everything. He gave him all the things he wants. I said, Abraham was a wealthy man. At the end of the day, he did the same thing with Pharaoh. He lied again. 
And Pharaoh just said, just leave with everything. Just go. And he became very rich. And we think that we have to, I'm not saying don't work, toil for us to be blessed. God can do it as he pleases. Even with Isaac, he said at the end of the day, he was exceedingly great. It could not be hidden. There's nothing, the blessing cannot be hidden. We should just know who we are. The fact that we're facing battles, we're facing challenges, things are not working, it's not going the way we think it should, does not change the fact that we are blessed. We look at our um, Lord and Savior Jesus. Or well, before we go to Jesus, Joseph. Anybody ever faced a little bit of Joseph's battle? His own brothers, his blood, they connived against him, wanting to kill him. But the blessing didn't let them kill him. He went into slavery for how many years? Almost 13 years, 14 years. Because the story in the Bible, it seems like it's not a big deal. Who can go through that? From one slavery to another, lying about him, in prison, everything. But the blessing can't change it. God has given his word. He woke up a slave, went to bed, the prime minister in charge of everything. That's the blessing, only God. But you will see that Joseph never fought. He was calm because he understood the covenant. It's important we understand the covenant as we go into this new year, new decade. And we look at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What didn't he go through? He went through a lot as well. He went through a lot. From birth, from Luke 1, when um, Harold even was killing so many people because he wanted to kill him, because he knew the blessing. He didn't fully understand, but he knew that this person coming is a different person, and he was after. So sometimes when you think the people around you that are supposed to be for you, they're after you. It's not you, it's destiny they're after. Protect your destiny. Protect your destiny. What you have is bigger. It's not worth it. None of it is worth it. Protect what God has given to you. And you see all of them, they protected it. And every one of them had one thing in common. They built an altar unto the Lord. They were people of prayer. Let's look at Abraham, Genesis 12, 8. I won't go into, the time is going very fast, and I must beat pastor's uh, <laughs> record. I'll try. Genesis 12, 8. It says, and he moved from there. Let's look at Amplified, please. From there, he pulled up his tent pegs and departed to the mountains of the east of Bethel and pitched his tent. And with Bethel on the west and I on the east, then he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. The regular Amplified says, in prayer, in praise, and in thanksgiving. In worship, through prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. They all built an altar Isaac did the same thing, Genesis 26, 25. I'm not going to go there. Jacob did the same thing, Genesis 28, 17 to 22. And Joseph too. Joseph said when um, Fortify's wife came to him, he said, I can't sin against God. You will know that he has an altar in his heart. I can't. It's all about God. It's not about any other thing. Then he said, your husband as well, that trust me. 
And we look at um, Jesus, just a man of prayer. Jesus just emphasized prayer all through Luke and John. He emphasized prayer. So for us to stand still and to be able to stand, even as we go into this new decade, we must be a people of prayer. The kind of emphasize prayer. And we can't diminish prayer. Let's look at Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not be anxious or worried about anything. For in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known unto God. So take, cast away all anxiety. Everybody, has, as I'm standing, I have issues that, Lord, you have not settled. But beyond that, and I believe that this message is just as for me as for every one of us, you are blessed. So don't fret. What I've said I will do, I will do it. And when God does it, we know it's perfect. There's no other way. It's not like when we do it. Amen? First Thessalonians 5, 17 tells us to keep praying. Luke 8, 18, 1, it says, pray without ceasing. A favorite part that I like when I'm talking about prayer is Luke 2, 25 to 28 and 36 to 38. I'm not going to go into it, but God raised up two people, two people. You know, when he talked about um, Jesus, when the um, word came for that, about Jesus' birth, and they for years were praying. And that always comes to mind that if God that gave the word, that said I'm going to come as man on earth through my son Jesus Christ, he told people to be praying ahead. He knew a rod was going to fight against that thing. So why do we think that we will not that people will not fight for the for the blessing and what God is going to give us? We can't stop praying. He has spoken it. God has settled it. But there will be contentions. We need to protect it. We need to praise God. Hebrews 13:15 talks about praise, thanksgiving, a sacrifice of thanksgiving from the fruit as a fruit of our lips. It's a sacrifice. That means you've not seen it. But thank him. It's a sacrifice. Thank him for it. Praise him. We look through the Bible and we see when you praise, blessings come. Speak the word, regardless of what you see. Say, I'm not going to go into that because um, Pastor Shibola has um, talked about that a lot. Declare the word. Speak the word. If you don't even have any word, just remember I am blessed. I am blessed. I'm the blessed of the Lord. Then walk in faith. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So why do you come to him if you don't believe? That's what he's saying. If you don't believe me, then don't bother. Let's look at 1 John 5, 4. 1 John 5, 4. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. That's the victory that will overcome. We stand. That means we have to go into the word. We have to know what the word says. As we're praying, as we're thanking God. Mark eleven twenty two says, have faith in God. Another version says, have the God kind of faith. And as I summarize this, it's just telling us that there's no situation that is hopeless in God. There's nothing God cannot turn around. He says the heart of kings are in his hands. The heart of men, every man in this world, 
is in the hands of God. He can turn it around. He can change, he can move, he can uproot, however he pleases to do it. Anything to please his own child. Don't toy with my children. You toy with my children. I can do as I please. So that's why even for us, we have to be careful with covenant children of God. Just look at them and say, you are blessed. I have nothing else to say. I'm walking with. not between me and you. I leave you to God. Don't bother because <laughs> you don't want to, you know. God has a way of fighting for his own. So we have to be careful. I'll just summarize with um, first one, yeah, first Peter 5.10, Amplified. Not Amplified Classic, Amplified. First Peter 5.10. And... Um, It says, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who impacts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. I want us to rise up and use this as a prayer as we conclude this day, just thanking God. Thanking God for his word that has come forth. Thanking him that you know who you are in him, that you are blessed. Thanking him as he has spoken here. That he says you suffer for a little while. That means afflictions will come. But he says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But I will deliver you from it all. That regardless of how it looks, Lord, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I'm not happy with it. It's good. It's good to be open with the Lord. But Lord, I just, I'm reassured with your word this morning. Knowing that your covenant concerning me will not be broken. It cannot be broken. You have spoken it. I believe it. I receive it. And I thank you, Lord, that you will complete me. You will confirm your word and establish it in my life. You will strengthen me even in this season, Lord. Strengthen me with might in my inner man, Lord. In the name of Jesus. That you will establish, him, establish me and make me all you have called me to be. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, as this is the beginning of a new month. You've given me this month as a bonus. That I'll begin to see, begin to experience the supernatural, the miraculous, great wonders, things that only you can do. That will be obvious to all. And they will know the truth, I serve a living God. You said there will be a difference between those that serve you and those that do not. Father, Lord, this is the month where you show yourself off in wondrous ways concerning me. Father, you have been faithful in the past and I know you are still faithful. I thank you because I know the glory of the latter shall be greater than the former. It doesn't matter how glorious this last decade has been. I know what you have ahead of me will be more glorious. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for rest all around. I enter into your rest and I receive rest all around. I thank you, Father. We bless your holy name, Lord. We worship and we adore you, mighty God. In Jesus' name. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. For more information and access to teachings, please visit www.colc.ca.